Hey friends, welcome to Waterworks Ministries podcast number one. I am Karen Weiss and Waterworks Ministries is my ministry. We are a ministry of equipping knowledge and nurture to bring spiritual formation to the heart and front of Christians' lives and also other people's lives as well. Today, I have guest Marcus Mills with me. Yay! Hello. Marcus, would you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are. Yes, ma'am. Um, I am a uh, pastor in the United Methodist Church, uh, the Susquehanna Conference of the United Methodist Church. Uh, I pastor Jacket First and Lakemont United Methodist Churches. Um, I'm also um, I'm the founder of Temple Reconstruction Ministries as well. Um, and it's been a great run with the churches and everything. It's been great. Um, I'm so blessed to be on here with my friend Karen. Um, we had many, many discussions together, many spirit-filled, <laughs> you know, discussions together. So um, um, this is just, I'm just so pleased to be here. And um, I'm just looking forward to see how the Holy Spirit is going to move in the midst um, of our discussion. And so to start off with a bang, I thought that for our first Waterworks Ministries podcast, it could be about race. Um, I am a upper middle class white woman. That's my upbringing from suburban Detroit and Philadelphia. And Marcus is a black man. Yes, yes. From an urban center. Yes, uh, I am born and raised uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, inner city um, all my life. And uh, I am now Again, um, I am in rural Pennsylvania, central Pennsylvania, which has been a, excuse me, um, very interesting, but uh, definitely a God field transition and experience in education for my life, spiritually, personally, professionally as well. Today, I'd just like you to talk a little bit about <laughs> what it is for you to be an African American in a predominantly white setting. Um, what are some of the microaggressions that you yeah. or your children mm -hmm. maybe receive? Yeah. Because yeah. um, I think for me, I, I need an education in a lot of ways. What, right. what could be considered rude, derogatory, mm -hmm. You know, that kind of thing. Right. We're all right. so PC, but at the same time, mm -hmm. you know, nobody calls out the snarky a lot of times. So give me one example. Um, well, yeah, I, I, I really appreciate you, you know, when you say, you know, PC, if you will, you know, but no one mentions, you know, as you as you said before, the snarky. Um, but, yeah, I think that... Um, just sometimes, you know, when I know for myself, just when, you know, um, you know, you know, you want to speak to somebody and maybe I may not, you know, I may have my hat on backwards or, you know, um, my arms, you know, I have tattoos and so forth. So a lot of times, you know, I may look like um, this young guy on the street or some thug or whatever, and I may just get ignored or, you know, um, I may not get spoken to if I'm speaking back and so forth. Um, yeah. um, I'm, I'm definitely, no one would ever take that I'm a pastor. 
particularly in the Methodist Church, you know, in the United <laughs> Methodist Church, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, I think one of the one of the most telling um, that I've experienced uh, when I was out, I was appointed in, in Woolrich, Woolrich, Pennsylvania. Um, Woolrich is a very um, rural area. Um, uh, my children and I, we were the only uh, only African-Americans um, in the church and in the area. Um, so with that, with that church, it was interesting because there was a number of factors that was different, right? Um, I was, you know, that was the first black pastor. I was the first young pastor, the first city pastor, you know, so you have a, the, um, the first single dad pastor. So there was a lot of those dynamics, you know, that was different for that congregation, but also, um, for me, I'm pretty. It was different for me as well, um, because you know I'm I'm used to the city life. You know, before then I was in state college, and state college is not a city; it's a pseudo city, if you will, um, because of the university, because of Penn State. But um, you know, there's assumptions. Woolrich has trees. Yes, a lot and of that's trees. About Yes. It. You know, yeah. some houses, you <laughs> some know. Houses, but um, some people. Yeah. But and, primarily and, trees, hopefully some deer and yeah, bear. You know. And, yeah. Well, they do have bears. I didn't see a bear, so thank <laughs> the Lord for that. <laughs> Cuz I've heard my some of my my people out there said there've been bears in their backyard, mm-hmm. so um but a lot of times now honestly, it can just be the rudeness, mm-hmm. you know, um of just not speaking or just, you know, um there hasn't, in all honesty, there's nothing derogatory that's been said to me. Hmm. Now, maybe about me behind my back, you know, I, who knows? But directly to my face, nothing said or done. More action based looks and so forth. Um, and on the surface, it, you you assume that yeah, it's it's a racial thing, but again, that's that's on the surface. Hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so you've done work between mm-hmm. different communities of people in what I will call reconciling uh, mm-hmm. ministries. Um, talk to me a yeah. little bit about that and what that was like. Yeah. Um. Well. Where it was, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well. I, you know, one of the things is um, definitely in the church, um, you know, you know, the Lord has called us to the ministry of reconciliation, you know, um, forgiveness. And, you know, I think that's one of the hardest precepts that Jesus Christ has given us mm-hmm. is forgiveness. Um, but if anyone's really going to truly call themselves a Christian, do we have to all adhere to that and and practice that and show that. Uh, but as far as myself, um, the reconciliation that I've that I've undergirded and I've went has been more like on a personal level with folk. You know, when we have different discussions, and one of the things that I want people to know is that um, as as a as a as a young black male, it's okay for uh, you know uh, uh, someone who's white to speak with me about racial issues. I think that um, I think that those when it's discussed, there can be healing, there can be understanding, there can be education. When it's not discussed, 
Um, I think that's where we really get into a lot of trouble because we are choosing not to understand culture. We're choosing not to understand um, backgrounds. We're choosing not to understand history. And, and let me say this also. I've, I've heard it said before when I was young, like, oh, you know, I don't see color. I don't see color. Man, listen, don't say you don't see color. It's perfectly okay. Okay. And I'm saying this on my friend Karen's podcast. It is okay to see myself. For I'm sorry, for you to see me as an African American male. It's okay for me to see you and acknowledge you as, as, as a Caucasian male or woman or or whatever your ethnicity, your ethnic background is. That's okay. Guess what, people? We serve a creative God of diversity. So this is on purpose. God created us <laughs> differently on purpose. It's okay to acknowledge the difference. Let's let that sink in. Mm -hmm. I think there's something about the United States that even though people say that we want to celebrate diversity, like if you're a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant male, nobody wants mm -hmm. to be you. <laughs> right. I, I, I get know? that. Like if you're my husband <laughs> who looks so incredibly German, blonde right. hair, mm -hmm. blue eyes, mm -hmm. You know, 165 soaking wet at 6'3". Right, right, right. right. You know, it, he's like, you know, the last in line, mm -hmm. it seems, for so many things. Right, right. And, you know, it just, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, how do we go about talking through some of these challenges? Right, yeah. You know? And it reminds me of why... I think so many white, um, rural, mm -hmm. and maybe suburban mm -hmm. um, people really like Trump because he's giving voice to their right, right, to their stuff. Mm -hmm. Now their stuff is, you know, maybe not right. They need True. to work right. through it with God. Right, right. right. But. Mm -hmm. But to be angry because you feel like you're being pushed out is a human emotion. We all have right. them. And so how, you know, how do you deal with that in a healthy way as an African-American? And how can we all learn from your culture and how you've grown up and that kind of thing? Well, I, I think I think um, one of the things is to um, address the truth, but address it in love, whatever that may be. Um, but I, I can't stress enough having an open ear. Watch this. One time when I was, um, let's see. Um, I was in seminary. And there was a discussion, but it was a racial discussion brought up. Now, let me say this. Um, when I, It was an intro to pastoral uh, care class. And it was uh, myself and another um, African-American male. And we were only two and everything, but it was a dynamic class. Mm -hmm. So a racial issue was brought up 
And I perked up because I like discussing racial issues. I perked up on it. So I, I said, I said, well, so I, I didn't say anything. So this one guy says to me, he 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 brings up this point and it was so dynamic. He says, you know, can I explain something to, you know, how white people feel about certain things? And I said, OK, because it was the, the issue was brought up about, you know, seeing people differently or not seeing color, not seeing color. It was that kind of issue that was brought up. Right. So he says, well, one issue is I it's almost like with white people. He said to me, if I if I acknowledge, you know, your difference, then I could be seen as racist. Mm. But if I don't acknowledge it, then I'm not acknowledging uh, who you are as a unique person. And when he shared that with me, I sat back and I said, oh, my gosh, I said, thank you. That told me a lot of stuff. I said, like, wait a minute. And let me say this. There have been a number of white people who have loved me, cared for me, taken care of me, loved my children, all of that. But to have that mentioned was extremely dynamic and um and um it was it was it was clarity it was clarity in the sense of i didn't see that before mm -hmm. and i never would have seen it because you know I, i'm a young black man so i wouldn't have seen it Unless this person who opened up to me and shared with me that how white people may not know how to address, mm -hmm. you know, black folk as, as far as, you know, because, you know, it, it may be an issue of, oh, I'm not a, I'm not addressing your uniqueness or if I do, I'm a racist. Mm -hmm. So I thanked him for that. Then we sat at uh, at lunch and this other guy came up to me, young white guy, and uh, he said to me, he said these words are so powerful. He said to me, you, you empowered me as a black man. And I said, oh, OK. I didn't know what he was talking about at first. <laughs> and I said, OK. And he said to me, you allowed me to speak and to feel safe mm -hmm. and not be taken as racist. I said, oh, and I didn't understand that something like that would empower somebody because they want to say something genuine and not be not it be uh, demeaning, mm -hmm. but be very open and honest. And he was able to say it, but he was able to say it knowing that he's safe and I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to get upset and I'm going to listen to him and, and, and value him as a person, value his opinion, value his ideology, value, um, um, value his culture, mm -hmm. if you will, you know, and um, every time we see each other to this day, uh, we always embrace each other with a hug, mm -hmm. always. So um, was a very, that was a very dynamic time, one of time. And I think one of the reasons I like you so much is because mm -hmm. you are open to those conversations. Mm -hmm. I can speak my mind mm -hmm. from my perspective mm -hmm. and ask you what you think. Right. And... I'm not going to be strung up by my toes. And I think a lot of right. white people are afraid of that. To, yes. They mm -hmm. want to have the conversations, but don't know how, because all we see 
on TV and in the media is protesting and yelling and just more hate being spewed back and forth. Yes, yes, I agree. Um, I think that there is much um, hate. And don't get me wrong. Let me say this. All lives matter. Okay. I am saying that as a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ. The Lord shows no partiality. Therefore, I choose to show no partiality. One of the things I believe is that racism is a surface issue. I believe that what makes racism racism is a, as a is a deeper issue of hate. Mm. And those issues or though that that type of uh you know hate and racism, I'll just say that hate and racism, that has to be taught. Mm. My children were um at um At a daycare, all things bright and beautiful in um, Avis, Pennsylvania. And let me tell you, they were absolutely excited to go there all the time. Now, we're still talking rural PA. And when we say rural, we mean white. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Let's you know own it. Just say what it is. Right. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Sis. Thank you. You know, and um, let me tell you, they would run to the door. When I went to pick them up, they would come skipping out. Um, my son is autistic, and I was very much you know, concerned about who he'd be with and so forth. But let me tell you something. My son grew and developed, and he received the help that he needed there. And um, I tell you, um, I have nothing but great things to say about that place. Uh, and because it is a rural white area, and that daycare was there. Let me tell you something. It was it was in that daycare is in um, Avis United Methodist Church. And the pastor who was there at that time was Tom Jones, Tom Joe Jones, an older white man. OK, but he embraced me. He got with the director and got me in contact with the director of the daycare to make sure my children were taken care of. And let me say, these are white people taking care of us. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. In in rural Pennsylvania. <laughs> so something that may have surprised you a little exactly, bit. Exactly. It did. Again, and I'll be honest. Let me be honest. Let me tell the truth. Shame the devil. Um, that's a quote that I picked up from Dr. Tony Evans. He says that a lot. But um, he I, I, let me let me say this. Um, I really honestly had concerns about being in, being in Woolrich, mm -hmm. about being in Clinton County. I really did. Oh gosh, I'm I'm like I'm a little nervous here, and um, I don't know anyone here, and um, I got these little ones who I got to I have to trust those who I now let me say this let me say speak my ignorance I'm assuming that oh maybe these white people have not really dealt with black people before or maybe because it's not a lot of black people up here and they're going to look at my kids differently, look at me differently. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm having these, these honest, realistic things going on in my head. And let me tell you, totally the opposite. Totally the opposite. Both my kids went to, um, oh gosh, um, oh, I can't remember. It's another little program there. I think it's called Infant Development Program. 
Um, yes, infant development program. They were great to my kids yet again. And this is in Lock Haven, mm -hmm. still Clinton County. Wonderful, wonderful experience. And, and let me say this now for my folk at Woolrich. They embraced me, they accepted me, and they showed me a lot of grace. Did we have friction? Yes. Mm -hmm. Like I mentioned before, there was the the uh, the 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 uh, the hurdles that we had to get over at first, right? But let me tell you, I love Woolrich. I love the folk out there, and they love me. They love I I love my country folk, and they love <laughs> their city boy. There you go. Okay, I'll put it like that. And um, I thought that that time in Woolrich uh, in Clinton County was has been probably one of the most dynamic aspects of uh, uh, reconciliation, mm -hmm. if you were going on, that I didn't realize what was going on. Mm -hmm. You know, that time in seminary that I had in that, that moment in class, another time of reconciliation that I didn't realize was reconciliation, you know. Mm -hmm. um, Karen, you, you're in our friendship. Yeah. I mean, we're t from two totally different ends of the spectrum. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, we, I mean, Friends, family, we, me and Karen are solid. This is my girl. <laughs> this is my people. We roll you, deep. We roll like that, man. You know, um, but there is a safety. And I, and I believe that if we're going to move forward, we have to allow that, allow that safety of dialogue. But however, let me also say this too. There also has to be a respect in the dialogue as well. You know, there you know, we can say um there has to be the safety in dialogue, but at the same time, um respect, you know, make sure you ask your questions and you talk with respect and you're not saying anything derogatory and so forth, you know. Um because that can spark a fuse. You know, let's just be honest and just be real with it. You know, but um Hey, let's break meals together, you know, um, hang out with one another. I mean, let, let me tell you something that's also awesome. When I was back home in Cincinnati, there's a family named the Norris family and um, wife family. Um, husband, he has his own law practice. But let me tell you what I call them. Papa Dan and Mama Sal. And that's who they are to me. And that's who they will forever be. Hmm. Mama Sal and Papa Dan, because they have taken me in. They have loved me, embraced me. I can't speak enough about them. And I'm I'm a young black man. Hmm. And they've sown into me. So again, my experience as a young black man with, with white, especially older white folk, hmm. Um, if I'm going to say negatives, then I also have to speak the positive. So let's, we have mm -hmm. to be fair about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. There may have been some negatives here and there. Of course, you know, um, did I get pulled over at one point um, in time back home in Cincinnati wrongly for no reason? Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely true. I did get pulled over wrongly. Um, did the police officer do anything? No, but that, how did that make me feel? I, I was angry. I'm gonna be honest, because I did. I literally didn't do anything. As a matter of fact, there was a lady in the car with him, and I'm not sure. My my young mind went into time. Well, maybe he wants to just show off mm. in front of this lady. I don't know, <laughs> you know. But he he says to me, "Oh, I know what it was, because 
my my light on my I had no light on my license plate. Mm. That's what he why he pulled me over. It had burned out. Yeah, and I'm like, really? On my a light on my license plate. I'm like, really? And and I'm like, is that even law? Like, oh, you have to have a light on the license plate? I, I, I didn't know. But I thought it was so petty, though. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was. I, I thought I, I thought he was going to pull me over because my music was banging loud. <laughs> um, I don't that know if I had. Ten, that wasn't it. Uh, so maybe I didn't even have my music banging loud now. You know, there's you know, I'm like, did I have it? But I don't remember. That was so many years ago. Um it was because my tent was too dark. Well, no, I never really had real dark tent on my windows because I don't want to get pulled over, you know? Um, so, yeah, did I like that? No, I didn't like that. But, you know, at the same time, you know, there have been whites who have done wonderful, wonderful, I can't say it enough, wonderful things for me and mine. Mm-hmm. And it's been dynamic. So, yeah. And I think the the discussion goes often both ways. Um, I had a roommate when I was in Spain. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. African-American woman. Mm-hmm. And she, we were talking about, mm-hmm. you know, our religion and, mm-hmm. and what, because I was, I decided to read through the Bible while mm-hmm. I was in Spain. Mm-hmm. And... She was like, oh, do you want to hear some of, you know, the music that we listen to and that we sing at Mm -hmm. at my church? And if she would have said, well, Karen, you know, have you ever heard gospel music before? I would have been like, oh, yeah, I rock out to it. I love it. But she, you know, gave me her Walkman. That's how long ago this was. Wow. Ooh, going back. So... (laughs) You know, she's like, hey, I want you to listen to this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after I listened to a song, I was like, okay. She was like, what would you think? I'm like, I love gospel music. Nice. She was she was so confused. Wow, right. <laughs> and my right, thought right. was, how white am I? <laughs> 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 that, like, great. Know, that is great. You know, I'm right. like looking around going, do I glow in the dark? I may. Right. <laughs> oh, you know, it, it's right. the winter time. I'm wearing pants, yeah. you know. I'm yeah. I'm very fair. Yeah. So, you know, it was it's just interesting, right? That mm-hmm. you know, it. I've been able to ask you questions about, mm-hmm. you know, how you were raised and you've grown up, right. as an African American, right. right? And, you know, been open and honest. And so after she, you know, after we had this dialogue about you know gospel music, mm-hmm. I've you know. She then kicked me out because she wanted to relax her hair and she didn't want anybody in the apartment because uh, it stunk so bad. Oh, and I was like, no, okay. it's okay. I've had perms. I know they stink. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, I want, you know, you need to leave. Okay. Okay. <laughs> nice. So it, wow. you know, it was just really right. interesting to learn right. about, you know, her beauty routine because I love beauty products. Right. Right. And, you know, what she does to maintain right. herself and. You know, and just the yeah. differences. Yes, like, yes. She she yes. really much, you know, very much educated me. Right. About right. what it takes to be, you know, a black woman in America. Yes. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. And I think I let her know that white people do know what gospel music is. 
Amen. <laughs> Amen. I mean, you know, I, and I think, and I think it's, it's, it's dialogues like that that we need to have and engage in. And even with the recent, you know, um, issues at hand, you know, let me say this again. I said earlier, all lives matter. Um, and yes, there are absolute tragedies that happen. There are. Um, but rather than just hashtagging this, hashtagging that, you know, and I and let me say this here, people. Let me say this before, you know, you you hear this here, and you just you you I, I get the Uncle Tom label. Just just calm down for a moment, okay? Listen, I am not taking away that somebody lost a loved one. I am not taking away from that, okay? I am saying that. Hear me say. I am not taking away that a loved one was lost. All right. I'm not. But if any real change is going to happen, there has to be uh, what me and my girl Karen was just here talking about uh, before we began the podcast here was community development. And, and that's a very broad spectrum community development. But I think if we think in broad terms like that to address issues and 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 not only just to address issues, but maybe come together and to do community stuff together and, and not be and not be so segregated. I think then we can begin to break down more of the uh, the racial divide. Let me tell you something. Listen. The civil rights era, you know, was a great era, a great era because there were many great leaders who 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 spoke against segregation. And yet at the same time, we want to esteem those leaders. But how can you esteem the leaders who spoke against segregation? And then before segregation yourself. Now, I'm just saying this is just what I've heard and and everything personally, just from people and just and everything. So some of you, some of y'all out there may not be for segregation. And I'm saying that you may not be for. I'm just speaking from my own personal experience. You have to keep that in mind. OK, but. You know. I don't know, maybe maybe there's some things that need to be done and and, and also leadership. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about, let me say this now. now I'm going I'm to I'm be careful not to put on my preaching hat, but it might come out. Um, when I say leadership, I'm not just talking about in government and, and, and so forth and, 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 and the political spectrum. I'm talking about leaders at the home. I'm talking about, you know, uh, uh, um, husbands and, and, and fathers, you know, men, you know, and everything and, and, and to be in the home and so forth. Because a lot of times, you know, you get you get people out here, man, who are led astray, man, because they ain't got no direction. They, have, they don't have direction at home. Listen, men. Take and own your responsibility that God has given you. I challenge you right now. 
I challenge you right now to go ahead and 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 to and to uh, 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 take and, and take the mantle of leadership, to take the mantle of being head that God has ordained you with. And let me also say this. People, to all those who, who love the Lord Jesus Christ, even in the midst of these dark times, we got to praise his name and bless him. You have to understand that this is this, this racial thing is a ploy, is a scheme of the enemy. This is a scheme of the devil. I just sat up here and told you um, the, the wonderful things that, uh, that white people has done for me. I am sitting here with my very, very dear friend who is a young white woman. Let me tell you something. This is a scheme of the devil to keep us to keep our attention away from God. Remember what the devil said to Jesus in the wilderness. You can go to Matthew 4 and Luke 4 and look at this. The devil said, all this has been given to me. I will give it to you if you worship me. You have to understand what worship is. Worship is you consciously submitting every area of your life to the Lord. When our attention is directed to something else, specifically to hate, it takes our attention away from the Lord and it therefore takes our worship away from him. We have got to continue to praise him, to bless him, to worship him in spirit and in truth if we want to have any victory over this racial divide that America is facing right now. We have got to come together in the name of the Lord. Because as I said before earlier, with the Lord, there is, there, there, there is no favoritism. That is a scheme of the devil. So in rural Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. there might not be, you know, an African-American family in someone's neighborhood. Right. Right. You know, they may have right. to, you know, if you're going to go look for, right. you know, racial reconciliation or right. making friends with people right. who right. are a different color than you are. Right. That might not be feasible. Right. That's true. However, what is one thing that the person listening to this podcast can do to bring their community together, their community? Well, I, you know, you're right. You know, let me say this, Karen. I, I, I re I'm really glad that you mentioned that there may not be, um, you know, another ethnicity in that neighborhood because that's, that's a reality and that's a truth for some areas. Um, to be honest with you, I actually brought that up to some folk when I was in Woolrich, you know, how can we engage someone of a different ethnicity when they're not even there? Mm -hmm. You know, well, let me say this, too. And that, that's absolutely true. 
Um, I think we are in an age now where there is certain access to get to people to maybe I think a lot of times we have to make we have to step out on faith somewhere okay we have mm-hmm. to step out whether that's maybe uh if you go into the store you might want to say hi to somebody just to just to kind of just that that small little thing you never know what that small little thing might do say hi to somebody you don't know specifically who is a, a different ethnicity than you you know what I'm saying something like that or you might want to talk to people in your community who may have uh, connections to some to others mm-hmm. in an, in, a, in an ethnic group to you know and maybe begin to brainstorm how you can come together and so forth i think another way to look at it too even even another way to start too is to also keep in mind the uh the socioeconomic diversity as well see what happens is we when we, we talk about diversity and the and the 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 color divide so much that we often forget about the diversity of so the, the social economic ladder because for example one person here may get their uh, cable cut off and say, I'm going through hard times. Well, the person here who's um, who has need housing assistance may say, well, I'm just trying to get food for the next week. Now you got two different types of struggles because you got two different socioeconomic uh, perspectives now going on. So, I mean, I think even it can even begin with that because you're going to have two different perspectives based on how you live. Yeah. You know, so that's another way to go about it as well. You know, so there's, I think there's ways to go about it. And I think the person has to be intentional. Mm-hmm. You know, we get intentional about anything we want to do. Well, let's be intentional then to, you know, like, you know, hey, I don't I don't know anybody. I don't have anybody out here. But you know what? Maybe maybe my uh, my, my neighbor down the street or maybe this person I go to church with, maybe they have more interaction with someone who's of a different eth- uh, uh, ethnic group. Maybe. uh we could we need to brainstorm to where we can maybe come together and maybe do a hold a function or do something together or whatever the case is, mm-hmm. you know, or um, you know, hey, do the unthinkable, invite someone to your house. <laughs> you know, uh yeah, I, I I know I'm stepping on some um stepping on delicate uh territory now. But you know, um you never know. I mean, so I think it's ways. I think that's just um a couple of ways to go about that, you know. Um so be intentional about finding people who are different than you. Yeah, I think that's one way to do it, especially if we want, especially if the person, you know what, let me say this. Karen, you said something very interesting at the beginning of this here. You said it's in education. Hmm. Now, people will pay, watch it now, they will pay thousands of dollars and in some cases travel hundreds of miles hmm. to get a formal education. Well, what about a life education? That's not going to cost you nearly as much as a formal education. And half of the people who got the formal education don't have a lick of common sense now or who have the formal education um, um, still want to remain um, um, isolated, if you will. And, and or they can't even get a job with that formal education. But how much how much better it would be to uh, to be intentional about it. If you're serious about it and if it's really bothering you. Okay, well, do something about it. Can I tell you why? Can I tell you why I do something about it? Can I tell you why? Not, why people need to do something? You did. You did, Karen. You you listen. I was blessed 
when you, you text me uh, about doing this podcast, that is you doing something about it. That is you being intentional. As a matter of fact, you got me get ready to go out and and, and get me a little little microphone thing and so <laughs> forth. So I can go ahead and do mine now. Again, that's that's now, now, let me but let me let, 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 ooh, I feel like preaching now. You see what you did? You sold a seed. A seed is now sown. So I thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to Best Buy today. Where'd you, did you get this? Yeah, that's Buy? where I got it. Amen. See, bless his name. And Best Buy is right down the street, y'all, <laughs> from me. <laughs> yeah, it's a neat little thing. Yeah, cool Fixed things. Fixed up pretty well. Good, good. Awesome, awesome. But yeah, but I, I think that's what, I think we just need to be intentional. And I think we just uh, need to uh, be very selfless and, um, and, and be open that you know when i was in cuba let me use cuba for example you know they don't say black and white cubans hmm. you just a cuban yeah you know i'm not just a cuban not like that y'all but you know you're cuban you're cuban that's who you are you're you're cuban so why can't i just be american hmm. i was born in, in america i am a united states citizen mm-hmm America. Yeah. With an America. M. Yeah, right. America. <laughs> you know. You know, but but why not? You know? Um, but I think and, and let me say this, let me say this. I understand that America has a very ugly and dark history. I understand that. I totally understand that. Um, as far as, you know, slavery, the transatlantic slave trade, I, I understand that. And that is that was a horror. I'm not saying it was not. It absolutely was. Um, and I also understand, uh, you know, generational curses, how, you know, uh, many things affect, go from one generation to the next. I understand that as well. Um, I also understand that... Um, when I say the generational, the, the, there's a there's a there's a generational slave mentality that can happen as well. Um, and yes, let me do say this: the black community has suffered that. Okay, let me so let me uh, so now I may not be Uncle Tom to some now. Okay, but uh, let me say this: the the African woman was seen specifically almost historically more important than the male slave. And the mm -hmm. reason why I say that is because she was more viewed, they were, she was more viewed as she was the breeder economics. Mm -hmm. Well, if I can get a, a, a young woman to mate with this buck, okay, then I'm going to have more slaves. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's more economics and so forth like that. And so then what happens is, um, and you know, you have the breaking up of families and so forth. So I have to, if we're going to speak at all, I have to, I have to speak up the yeah. history as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so you have the breaking up of families. And then you also have also, too, um, one of the reasons why there is um, uh, men who, who, who may have trouble being men or, you know, males who are having trouble being men is because that boy, and, and, you know, again, historically, okay, was with the mother. And so the mother had to be the one to do the rearing and do the protecting because she didn't want to see her baby boy sold off, shipped further mm -hmm. down south. You know what I'm saying? So you have those issues. And so you have what's um, 
the demasculation. You have mm-hmm. men, you know, um, demasculation in that aspect, or you have even the slave master who was demasculating. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and the, and let me say this also, because that is sin. That was sin. That has an effect, and it will carry over. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. However, let me also say this, but I also believe that with the power of the blood mm-hmm. and the Amen. power of the Holy Spirit, that any generational curse can be broken. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I, I, I understand um, history. I understand uh, generational curses and the disparity of that. Um, but I also believe and know about the blood of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that in him, in the Lord, that any of that stuff can be broken. But we have to be intentional about it. Mm-hmm. We have to be intentional. It's not by osmosis. Exactly. You just can't walk by something and be like, oh, right. I'm that now because I walked by it. Right. That doesn't work. Exactly. You, you know what I'm saying? So you have that. And there's a, there's a there, let me say, I, I, I really enjoy history and um, African-American history. I do. Um, but at the same time, I am a I am a blood bought, mm. fully saved, child of the living God, and that is who I am. Yes, I am an African American young man who lives in America right now, specifically white rural America. That is absolutely true. Um, but I'm a servant of Jesus Christ first. And so, yes, I will address the ugly. And let me say this, and I think, and and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Karen. And I think, I think in defense of white people who who are really good and so forth and who really care, I think that what automatically comes to mind is the horror of slavery. Mm -hmm. And that kind of makes some white people uncomfortable to to address racial issues Mm -hmm. because of that, because you have such a genuine heart and you have, you do say that was so evil. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, I mean, am I correct in yeah. saying that, you know, uh-huh. it, there's, there, there's a whole lot of reasons Okay. that people are uncomfortable about yeah, it. Okay. You know, being okay. from personal attacks back. Okay. You know, they're not the yeah. safe place that right. you talked about earlier. Right. Um, the acknowledgement that slavery was a terrible thing, okay, but maybe not feeling like we, as white people, own it. Oh, literally, okay, okay, anymore. Okay, okay. Like, there's, there's a break. Okay. In some oh. way. Oh. Um, Interesting. Okay. Whereas, from what you've just said, maybe African Americans see it more. Mm-hmm that that is their history. Whereas white people maybe try and say, oh. well, that that's not who I am. Wow. Because really, okay. I don't want to be, I don't want to be associated with that. Oh. Or some people say, you know, oh, I do want to be associated with that. But you know, that's not out of love. So. Wow. Interesting. You know. Interesting. So it's just, there's a whole bunch as many white people as there are in the united states i'm sure they will give you that many okay different explanations for yeah 
why yeah. talking about racial issues can be difficult. Mm. You know what? I, I, you know what? And in, in, in response to this, like I said, I think I'm going to go out that. No, no, I just said think. I know I'm going to go out and get my microphone and do. But I, I, I now want to discuss and ask about, you know, why, you know, more mm -hmm. to talk about. Well, why is, you know, I want to, I want to specifically kind of what I described earlier about being in seminary, about mm -hmm. how the gentleman said, well, let me kind of see how white people see it. We've, we, we we worry about if we address your the, the, your uh, you being black, then we might be seen as racist. But we, if we don't, you know, mm -hmm. we're not addressing who you are as a unique your your, your uniqueness. I actually want to hear from white people. You know why? You know not why, but um, you know, but what is it about that? You know, what is it about this that makes you so uncomfortable? And for you to have a safe place. With with a black man to say, you know, well, Marcus, this is what's going on or this is why and so forth, you know, uh, and to know that it's safe so that you're not attacked because mm -hmm. you're not going to get attacked with me. Yeah. You know, because I think that that this, this this you have feelings, especially the way America's going right now. I mean, gosh, you, you're just you're it's almost like you're just automatically boom. Oh, you're you're white. You're evil. Yeah. Or 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 you're white. You have privilege. I mean, and that's a whole nother topic in itself. We won't get into that right now, people. Um, but uh, <laughs> that's a whole nother issue about the whole white privilege thing. And that I think that might be another podcast for another day. But um, that that that's that's somewhere else. But yeah. but but that but in the mind of in 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 the black community, that does come up. The white privilege thing comes up. Um, so, you know, that it would be very interesting to know what it is mm -hmm. that it keeps or if there anything that or, or, or not only that, has has white people ever felt any kind of persecution for any if, mm -hmm. if, or, or any mm -hmm. sort? And I know you have, but I mean, just when you know, what what is that like for you and, and so mm -hmm. forth? So that that will be interesting to, mm -hmm. you know, because but cause this needs to be addressed. Well, I offer another example from when I was in Spain. Okay. It's like Salamanca Day. Okay, right, here right, right. Waterworks podcast. Right, right, right. <laughs> I was on the phone with my mom at like midnight because okay. there's a six hour time difference. Oh, okay, okay. And I had, I would say probably 12 or 13 year old boys okay. throw trash at me. Okay. Mm. Because I was speaking English and they could tell, I think, that oh. I was American. Wow. I lost my chitlets. Wow. Because in the United States, my explanation to um, the daughter of our house mother mm -hmm. was that if somebody starts doing that to you and throwing okay. trash at you, something right. much worse is going to happen. Oh. So I was afraid it was going to escalate and I was either going to get the crap beat out of me. Okay. Or you know, drug somewhere, raped, like oh. all of these thoughts started going through my head. Okay. Okay. And it was terrifying. Wow. Cause there were like three or four of them and one okay. of me. Oh, now granted they were only like 13, but right. just the numbers yeah. aspect of it, you right. know, when I'm standing right. out there alone, right. 
on the street at a phone booth. Right. You know. Oh, man. Okay. So I, you know, I haven't been attacked because I'm white. Okay. But I've had trash thrown at me because I'm American. Right, right. And that's wow. unsettling wow. in and of itself. Okay. Um, so, you know, I don't know what it's mm-hmm. like to be you mm-hmm. or, you know, someone of color who's pulled mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. and the terror that goes through you. Yeah. But, you know, we all have our different things. Yeah. And if we can maybe share that yeah. and share the same feelings and share the experiences yeah. of what that looks and feels like, we're all people. Amen. Yes. And so if, if we're called truly to make the world a better place, mm-hmm. to usher in the kingdom... Right. Amen. We yes. Need, yes. I think we yes. need to acknowledge our places of pain mm-hmm. just as much mm. as our places of joy mm. and praise and blessing. Mm. So say it now. <laughs> oh, so we're gonna have church up in Waterworks Ministry. We are gonna right have now. church here soon. Watch out. Oh man. We're gonna start preaching. Amen. So it's that kind of thing where Mm -hmm. I think community development, what you mentioned earlier about Mm -hmm. getting to know each other, being willing to sit and listen, Mm -hmm. being willing to not start off with the laundry list of needs, but start off with, well, what are you good at? Right. What what brings you joy? Right. How, How are you of service to this neighborhood? Right, right. Tell me about yourself. You know, those kind of things. Mm they bridge all kinds of divides Yes. that we've yes. made up for ourselves, mm-hmm. I think, wow. in a lot of ways. Wow. So. I like what you said when you just said that we've made up. That's that's good. That's good, actually. That's real good. <laughs> it goes back to what you were saying about diversity. Mm-hmm. That God didn't, God created diversity, but he didn't separate us well, yeah, you're right. Amen. So yes. We're the ones that made it up. Yeah. Wow. You know. Amen. Yeah, we're yeah. different. But at the same time, if we're all human beings created in the image and love of the creator God. Yeah. Yeah. That, like you were saying, mm-hmm. should be our claim first and foremost. You know, we are Americans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just happen to not look alike. Right. That's it. You know. We are people of God, and we look different. Right. Lee. This is, you know, I, I, I believe that. Um, you know, I, I was, now, I, I'm going back a number of years ago, but I was in a sociology class, and our professor showed us some video of, oh, gosh, it was um, some kids were doing um, some a biology experiment or whatever, but they wanted to see about being genetically related, right? Mm-hmm. And they actually discovered that, you know, this, 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 someone, you know, this black man and this white man could be more genetically related mm-hmm. than the two, than two black, than this black man and another black man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I I will never forget that 
Because mm. I said, wow. So that lets you know how much more closer we are than we think. Mm-hmm. We just happen to look different on the outside. Yeah. And that's it. You know, what I say to people is this. I say, listen, your soul is who you are. Okay, so it's, it's your personhood, your character, who you are as a person. You know, you've heard the say before, that, oh, that person, they're a good soul. That person's a good soul, right? I said, your body is not who you who you are. So I'm not Marcus solely because of my body. Mm-hmm. I'm Marcus, my character is who I am because of my soul. You can just identify me by seeing me physically. Mm-hmm. That's Marcus. That that's it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So it's like when yeah. people have a traumatic brain injury. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And they're not the same person. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean it's it's outside it's supposed to be like that. That is not by chance. God did that on purpose. However, my feelings can be hurt. This person's feelings can be hurt. Um, I need food to sustain me. This person needs food to sustain me. I mean, the the, the sense of, sorry to sustain them. Um, you know, um, you cut me, I bleed. You know what I'm saying? Um, this person get cut, they bleed. You know, it's gonna be red. You know. Um, if it's not, maybe they're an alien. Yeah, maybe they're from somewhere else. <laughs> And that would be an exciting discovery. Yeah, like, yeah, like, what's it like out there? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, oh, like, that's a whole nother podcast. That's a dope man. Who's <laughs> that, but that's another one. <laughs> but yeah, no, man, I think that, um, you know, our our lungs are in the same place. Our hearts are in the same place. You know, our every, you know, inside of us is it's in the same place. That's just the human anatomy and physiology. We just look different outside. That's all. We have different backgrounds. That's okay. Let's appreciate it. Yeah. That's how I see it. All right. Well, our time is almost up. Okay. So is there any other comment that you would like to add? Well, you know, again, I would just say just continue, um, you know, love one another in Christ. Uh, Remember, we are, you know, we are bound with him and by him and in one spirit. Um, you know, let just let Christ rule your hearts, man. And if Christ is ruling your hearts, you know, then just be intentional to love someone else because because the Lord was and is very intentional to love us. Amen. All right. Well, thank you very much, Marcus Mills. Well, uh, thank you very much, sis. This was good. I had a great, this was good, man. Shoot, like I said, you didn't sow the seed. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, grace and peace to all you who have listened. And give us a shout out on waterworksministries.org or at waterworksministries.podbean.com. Grace and peace. Blessings.